Welcome to the UGA BCM podcast, a ministry of the BCM at the University of Georgia. To find out more about us, follow us on Instagram at UGA BCM. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Matthew chapter 1. When I think about the story of the birth of Jesus Christ and I think about the Christmas season, there's so many things you can take out of this story. And we typically think about the Christmas story and we think about um, Jesus being, being born, of course, of a virgin. And Jesus, uh, of course, being born in this basically like stable deal. There's no room for him in the inn and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but one of the things that, that, that I want to talk about tonight or the thing I want to talk about tonight is one that... I, that I think we don't think about a lot, and that is uh, the story of Joseph, uh, because the truth of the matter is, is Joseph got some really big life-changing news in his life. Would we all agree with that? And, and Joseph had to figure out what to do with Jesus's birth. Joseph had, Joseph had to figure out what to do with what he learned about who Jesus was and what, or what, what was happening with Jesus being born to his betrothed wife, Mary. And so I want to look at that tonight, and I want to ask, to ask the question just very quickly. What are you going to do with the story of Jesus' birth in your life? What are you going to do with the story of Jesus' birth in your life? How is it that you're going to respond to Jesus? Because Joseph could have messed the whole thing up, right? He really could have. But what we're going to see here tonight is that Joseph, he responded just like many of us would have responded, but yet he was still obedient to what God was calling him to do. So let's go ahead, if we can, and begin reading tonight in uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep, and he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this word. We ask you to help us to see tonight what it is that we need to do with knowing that you are here, that you are not just the babe in the manger, but Lord, that you are the risen Savior of the world. And so, Lord, help each and every one of us here tonight before we go have fun and eat a bunch of cookies and all that good stuff. Lord, to ask the question, what are we going to do with you tonight? Lord, how is this going to impact our life? Lord, because we have all heard life-changing news about who you are and what you've done. Help us to respond accordingly. Lord, we love you, and in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, when I see this story of Joseph, the first thing I see about Joseph is that he was afraid. He was afraid. Now, when we think about Joseph, we think about the fact that Mary gave him this news, and we think immediately like, yeah, Joseph took Mary as his wife, and then they were on their way to Bethlehem, and then boom, she's really got to have the baby, and so they look for a place they can't find one, and so on and so forth. And we think about Joseph the carpenter, right? Like, that's what we think about Joseph. But I want you to notice for just a second, if we can, what's really going on here in the life of Joseph. Because if you notice here, when Joseph gets told about Jesus, 
Uh, what we find here is it says in verse 19, And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But yet in verse 20, an angel shows up. And notice the first thing the angel says is, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Now that's interesting. Because most of the time when you see angels showing up in the Bible to speak to humans, one of the things that they always say at the very beginning is, do not be afraid, right? Go read stories and encounters of angels over and over again. And what do they say? Do not be afraid. But this is different. Because the angel doesn't just look at Joseph and say, do not be afraid. But he says, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Now, why is that important? Well, go back to what Joseph was going to do in verse 19. Joseph was going to, because he was a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, send her away secretly. So let's set the background for this for just a second. Joseph and Mary, they're, uh, they're betrothed to be married, right? So what that means is, is that there was this arranged marriage that was set up. And once you became betrothed to be married, think about like our engagements today. Hey, by the way. Y'all know that uh, this guy that was up here singing, Ben, is an engaged man now? Woo! Hey, Maddie, just wave your bling around. Yay, all right. All right, isn't that cool? All right, so listen. Once you got engaged, like, it was, it was a binding contract back in the day. And so what would happen is, is then the, the husband, right, it, basically husband, and, not husband and wife yet, but the, the couple, they're, they're engaged, so husband goes away to his, to his home, and guess what he begins to do? He begins to prepare a place for his wife. We've talked about this before because it's the language that Jesus uses when he says, I go to prepare a place for you and will come again to receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. Jesus says that about the church, right? And that's why we know that Jesus and the church, they, they talk about Jesus and the church in the language of the bride and the bridegroom, right? And so here what we have is Joseph preparing a place for his wife who he will return and take her as his wife and yet he gets some startling news some life-changing news the life-changing news is that mary is pregnant and not only that mary is pregnant but mary says she's pregnant <laughs> with the son of god now just hold on for a second it is 2022. You have read this story many, many, many times. But how many of you have ever taken yourself back and put yourself in the shoes that Joseph would have been in? Because Joseph's got a problem on his hands now. Because Joseph, it says, has literally never been with Mary. But yet Mary shows up pregnant. Now we can get all super spiritual if we want to, but let's be real about this. Joseph can't run around and tell everybody, yeah, my wife's pregnant. And by the way, it ain't mine, but it ain't his either because it's God's son. How's that going to work out for them? You know how it's going to work out for them? People are going to think that Mary ran around on Joseph. And when people think that Mary ran around on Joseph, guess what's happened to Mary? At the very least, she is disgraced for the rest of her life where she can't ever marry anybody else. At the very worst, her life is in danger. Now, those are extreme cases, but at the very worst, her life is in danger. So what we find is, is that Joseph is, is a little afraid of this whole situation. And so what does he do? He comes up with a plan. Just like many of us do when all of a sudden that we face a situation where our life has changed. Where news comes about that startles us or where something comes into our life and we're not really sure what to do. What do we always do? We come up with a plan on how to deal with it, don't we? 
We come up with a plan on how to deal with it. And honestly, it seems like and would have seemed like in that culture that Joseph's plan was a pretty good plan. It was to secretly put Mary away. You know, hey, we're going we're gonna to handle this quietly. Quietly. We'll make sure baby's taken care of. We'll handle this quietly. <laughs> right? It's, it's like the old stories where you get the, the girl in high school that gets pregnant and their parents send the girl in high school away to live with family until girl in high school has baby and then baby is adopted and then girl in high school comes and shows back up. Y'all realize that used to happen all the time, right? Think that kind of concept. Seems like a pretty good plan. But I want you to notice here that our good plans are not always God's plans. Because see, while Joseph is afraid and Joseph has a good plan, what Joseph really needs to have happen in his life, and it is what happens in his life, is Joseph needs to be awakened to the will of God. Joseph needs to be awakened to the will of God, and he is. Because if you notice here what it says is, 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 is Joseph's told about what actually takes place And he's like, hey, this really is the son of God, right? Like Mary really has, this child has really been conceived through the Holy Spirit. And then it says this after he's heard everything that's said about uh, Jesus in this dream. Joseph, it says in verse 24, awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. That's what Joseph did. So here, Mary, she's pregnant. It's not Joseph's kid. Joseph clearly knows it's not his kid because he's never been with Mary. And then he's told this story in this dream, and he wakes up. And when he's awakened to the will of God, I want you to notice what happens. He becomes obedient. He takes action on what God has called him to do. He takes action on what God has called him to do. This story becomes very different if Joseph isn't obedient, doesn't it? Very different. But yet Joseph recognizes in his life That look, this dream he has, man, it's real. And look, this dream he has, man, this truly is God's son. And he has enough faith to be obedient to God, to step away from what he thought was his good plan to what God showed was clearly God's will and God's plan in his life. Do y'all know what? There's a lot of you in this room tonight who have a really good plan for your life. You do. Come to the University of Georgia. You're going to get a good education. You're going to make good money one day. You're going to have a job one day. You're going to marry the, 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 the husband or wife of your dreams one day, right? Like, you got a good plan. But do you know what may need to happen in some of your lives tonight? What may need to happen in some of your lives tonight is you may need to come to the realization that your good plans are not always God's plans. And for some of you tonight, you need to be awakened to the will of God. Because he may have called you to do something different in your life. Maybe it's that you've been called into ministry. Maybe it's that you've been called into missions. Maybe it's that you've been called not to go into the path that you're headed in, but you just know it's to go into a different path. And maybe, just like Joseph, you are as afraid as you can possibly be. Because it's not what your parents planned for you. Because it's not what your plan is. Because you don't know how that's going to work out with you paying the bills. Because you don't know how that's going to work out in all honesty with with you living as comfortably as you want to live. Or taking the trips that you want to take. Or setting up your children the way you want to set your children up. Well, listen to me. If that's not God's plan in your life, it is time to wake up. 
to listen to God's will in your life and to take action and be obedient to God's will in your life. When I look at the story of Christmas, man, and I see what Joseph did, I'm like, man, that dude, whoo, he had some guts. He had some intestinal fortitude. Y'all know what that means? He did what nobody else would have been willing to do in that situation. He believed, he had faith, he stepped out in faith, and God blessed. And as I look at this story, something's just telling me tonight that maybe there's somebody sitting in here that's like, man, I know God's called me to missions, and, and, and I know my parents are going to tell me I'm an idiot and I'm crazy because they don't want me to move to the other side of the world. Well, guess what? It is not your parents' prerogative. You do what God's called you to do. Maybe you're sitting here tonight and you're like, man, you know, I've been in this relationship for a long time. And I, and I know that this isn't the person that God wants me to be with. I'm not saying tell them that in that little stupid, like, get out of Dodge way. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, God told me. That's not what I'm talking about. Maybe it's that you're saying, I know I've been called into ministry, guys, and you know that that person that you're sitting beside or that person that's off at some other school right now says, I have no desire to be married to somebody in ministry. Well, guess what? You better run the other way because you better do God's will in your life. And that's hard. Maybe it's that you just know there's some calling on your life to be obedient to God, and you don't want to do it because you feel like you're going to have to give something up. And maybe you've compromised and you've said, God, I can figure out a different way. Guess what? It is time to wake up, and it's time to take action, and it's time to do what God's called you to do. Be like Joseph. Because God's plans are always better than ours. They always are. And sometimes... It makes absolutely no sense. This isn't some weird sort of brag thing. It's not. When I left teaching and coaching, it made no sense. It made no sense. We had taken a program that was horrendous, was terrible, was awful. And over the course of nine years, two years in a row, we'd finished in the top five in the state of Georgia. We developed a feeder program that literally every year I had 15 to 16 ninth graders rolling in that had been pay, playing in our program since they were 10 years old. I could have stayed at that school as long as I wanted to. And still done by vocational ministry. And God made it so clear that that wasn't his plan. That was my plan. It wasn't his plan. And I had to give it up. I did. And it was hard. It was real hard. When we lost that last year in the semifinals, I cried as much as I've ever cried about anything in my life. And I'm telling the truth. And then I looked over there at my son Brady, who like just loves the game of baseball. And as a little kid, he's over there. And everybody else is crying. And I'm crying. And he's crying. And then it made it worse because I cried even more. It was terrible. And then I went back that fall and they gave us our patches at the football game. And I sat around with those guys and I hung out with those guys. And we talked about the year before. And those guys that had graduated went on to play college ball. And then I walked back up 
to where my car was parked up by the baseball field, and I looked at the, the new plaques that they had put up or boards or whatever that they had put up on the back of the press box, and I began to talk to my son Brady about those different teams and about those different guys. And literally the only reason I didn't cry that time was because I knew if I cried that Brady would probably start crying again. It was hard. But I can tell you wholeheartedly that I am more fulfilled in what I do now than I've ever been at any point in my life. And it's been a crooked, not straight journey to get here. But I promise you, when you let go of your plans and you begin to follow God's plans, God will bless I'm not talking about getting rich. I'm not talking about being blessed in all the ways that the world says. I'm talking about fulfillment in your life because you know you're doing God's will. So my question to you tonight in this Christmas season is this. Does your plan line up with God's plan? And if it doesn't, will you have the courage to do what Joseph did and to wake up and to take action and quit being afraid? That's it. That's it. Normally I'm up here a lot longer. That's my question. And here's my final thing. If you're sitting here tonight and you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, do you know why Jesus came to this earth? You know why he came as a babe? You know why we celebrate Christmas? It's ultimately because one day he was going to grow up to live a perfect, sinless life. He was going to die on a cross that wasn't meant for him. He was going to be put in a grave. But three days later, he was going to raise from that grave. Defeating death, defeating sin, so that you and I could have eternal life. And what I'm here to tell you tonight is this, is that it doesn't matter what your plans in your life are. If Jesus Christ is not your Lord and Savior, if you've not repented and turned from your sin and put your faith and trust in him, listen, your plans are garbage. Because God's desire and God's will in your life is for you to have a relationship with him. That's it. That's it. So if you're here tonight and you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, what I challenge you to do is this. In the next couple of moments, I'm going to pray. And when I pray, I challenge you to call out to God. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And to tell him tonight, God, I'm tired of following my plans. God, I want to follow your plans. And God, I know that starts by me having a relationship with you. So I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive me and to save me. And guess what? He'll do it. That's the promise of God's word. So I want to pray for us tonight. But before I do that, I want you to just bow your heads right where you're at. Heads bowed, eyes closed. And in the quietness of this place, I want to give you just a few moments. That if you need to call out to Christ and ask him to forgive you and to save you, I want you to do that right where you're at. I'm not going to lead you in a prayer or anything like that. You just, within your own heart and on your mind, you call out to him and you communicate to him that you want to follow his plans for the first time in your life and you want him to be your Lord and Savior. You can do that right now. And then for others of you in here tonight that are just sitting here, you're like, man, I know Jesus is my Lord and Savior. There's no question about that. I want to challenge you tonight. Let go of your plans. If you know you're called into ministry, I'm calling you out now to let somebody else know that. Don't be afraid. If it's mission, same thing. Hey, if you're trying to figure out what to do this summer and you're like, I know I've been called to do something in missions this summer and you don't know what it looks like, get your rear end up out of your chair when we finish. Go over there to that table and tell people, hey, I want to do Send Me Now. And we'll help you know what to do from there. 
Maybe it's as simple as you've got that roommate or that classmate that you know doesn't know Jesus, and you just need to say, hey, i got to get over my fear because i got to be obedient to you. i got to wake up, and i got to be called to action because i got to start living different, or i got to share with them about the gospel. Do what God's called you to do. Let me pray for us. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this week's message, share it with a friend. To stay up to date with us, follow us on Instagram at UGABCM. We hope to see you next Monday night at Gathering.